Hello, hello, hello. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino, and I am Matt Williamson. We're just going to cut the chase because we got a lot to get to. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets at our self-service kiosk or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When Baltimore has the ball, it's stat time. Matt Stats, here we go. The Ravens rank 10th in EPA per play, 17th per dropback, 2nd in rushing EPA. Not surprising. Their offense generates 2.44 points per drive, still 5th best in the league. Uh, However, last week was the Ravens' lowest point production of the season. Steelers' D is 21st in EPA, 22nd per dropback, and 20th against the run. So pretty much even Steven there. They're allowing 2.13 points per drive. That's 20th. So Lamar, as you know, he lasted 10 snaps before exiting the game for good last week, giving way to Tyler Huntley, who he played 62 snaps compared to 10 for Lamar. Huntley's yards per attempt was just 5.8 yards. Brock Purdy was the only quarterback lower than that last week. Last year, Huntley was also at 5.8, 39th of 42 possible passers. So in Huntley's five games he appeared in last year, he turned the ball over seven times and took 18 sacks. (laughs) People are a little higher on him than I am, I'll tell you that, or the numbers are. Um, In last week's game, he completed all 22 of his attempts that were 10 or fewer air yards. Uh, he threw 47% out of his passes outside the numbers. For the season, Lamar only attempts 36% of his attempts outside the numbers. Lamar is a middle-of-the-field thrower, but a downfield thrower. Per, uh, Huntley is an outside thrower, but a very, very short thrower. And a lot of those, quote, outside the numbers are bubble screens, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. So... You're going to see a lot of that. That's what he does to no end. Um, Pittsburgh's defense does allow a league worst 12 and a half yards per completion and are 28th in yards per attempt. A lot of big plays. Uh, the final game of the 2021 regular season, you probably remember Huntley faced the Steelers. In an overtime game, Baltimore still only scored 13 points. He was 16 to 31 for only 141 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. He did rush for 72 yards on his 16 carries, and the Ravens finished that day with 249 yards on the ground, but lost in overtime. Over the past four weeks, and this was mostly with Lamar, Baltimore's offense is 31st in the league of plays of 20 or more yards. The Ravens wide receivers have a league low number of receiving yards this year. They're last. Um... Last week, Devin DuVernay paced the Ravens wide receivers. He played 68 of a possible 72 snaps. Demarcus Robinson was next. He played 55 plays. No other receiver played more than 25. Those two play a ton by default. Uh, Robinson has lined up 95% of his snaps on the outside. He does not go in the slot. Robinson led the Ravens last week with seven receptions. Marquee has hit in three of his last four games. Uh, DuVernay had a career-high six catches last week. A lot of stuff short, though. Mark Andrews is really interesting. I got a lot of stuff on him. 
He's their leading receiver by 276 yards, even though he missed the game. He still has 654 yards. No other Ravens pass catcher has more than 398. Nine Ravens have caught 10 or more passes. However, during the first six games of the year, Andrews was targeted on 29.1% of his routes. That that led all tight ends. But since then, he's only getting 20.7 of the occasions he goes out on the route. He's getting targeted. People are taking him away to some degree. During those first six games, Andrews averaged 6.5 receptions, 75 yards, and had five touchdowns. Since then, he's averaged 3.4 receptions, 39 yards, and hasn't caught a touchdown. First six games were great. Since then, he's been pretty ordinary. Uh, Andrews is still currently second amongst all tight ends in receiving yards, catches, and touchdowns. His last game against the Steelers, he had eight catches for 85 yards. Uh, in Andrews' four games with Huntley as a starter last year, he caught 32 for 363, two touchdowns on 44 targets. He goes after Andrews a lot. Two of Andrews' 500-yard games last year were with Huntley behind center and was targeted on 29% of his routes with Huntley as his quarterback last year. Huntley loves to throw to Andrews. Uh, the Steelers have blitzed on 32% of their dropbacks. Only four defenses blitz at a higher rate this year. And no offense is seeing a higher percentage of blitz than Baltimore this year. People come after the Ravens. I would expect the Steelers to do the same. TJ Watt is aiming for his seventh straight game against the Ravens with at least half a sack. Cam Hayward is aiming for his fourth straight game against Baltimore with a sack. Um, Lamar Jackson's still the Ravens' leading rusher by 343 yards. Between eleven Between week 11 and week 18 last year, Huntley averaged 56 rushing yards per game. He has rushed for 50 or more yards in three of his four career starts. I would not be shocked if he does again. But amongst the Ravens running backs, Kenyon Drake was on the field for 34 snaps last week. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill each played 17. Edwards got the start and was the only running back to touch the ball in the first quarter. And then over the course of the game, they went to Drake. I mean, because Edwards was bad. Drake played a possible of 23 of 43 early down snaps. The previous week, Edwards got 16 carries, while the rest of the Baltimore running backs had three total. So they're really searching, and none of them have been the answer is the bottom line there. Steelers, 4.1 rushing yards allowed is better than all but four teams in the NFL right now. Stopping the run. Huge key to this, of course. Only the Patriots offense has begun their drives with better average starting field position than Baltimore this year. Meanwhile, only the Rams and Brown defenses have begun their drives with worse average starting field position than Pittsburgh. It's going to be a close game, special teams, field position, all that stuff's going to be huge. Uh, last week, Devin Bush played 87% of the, of the snaps, but he was on the field on in third and fourth down situations only 55% of the time. Robert Spillane only played 24% of the total snaps, but he was used on 73% of the third and fourth down situations. Even with Minka playing every snap and Terrell Edmonds playing 93% of the snaps last week, Damani KZ still saw the field for 43% of the snaps against Atlanta, and I assume that'll be similar to this one as well, maybe even more. Uh, the Ravens run 62.8 offensive plays per game. That's 18th most in the NFL. I mentioned that because this is down drastically from last year. Last year, they ran almost 70 plays per game, which was far and away the most in the league. This year, they're right league average. Last little nugget here. I know I'm rapid firing you like crazy. 
Baltimore is the only team in the league to score 20 or more points in every one of their road games this year. I don't know if they'll get there in this one or not. All right, I'm going to be back in a moment, and we're going to do a couple keys to the game as we always finish the week off. Okay, I brought this up earlier. I think I talked to you guys about this. When Kenny Pickett comes to the line, he's always going to get Peters to his right. I'm just curious, what receiver do the Steelers choose to line up against Peters? Do they want a physical matchup, Pickens versus Peters? Or do they want to route run him to death? You know, I mean, I think either would make sense, but I'm just curious how they think this through. Um, Lately they've been searching for a slot receiver or a slot corner. And they've actually used the first round pick Hamilton, the big safety as a slot player quite a bit. And he's immensely talented, but he's six, four, 215 pounds. That'd be great against Chase Claypool. And I'm sure he'll do a lot of his work against Fryermuth, who's lining up more and more in the slot now too. But what if you try to out quick him with a Sims or something along those lines out of the slot? It's just something to consider. Um, I do think the Steelers will stick with the run, stick with the run. But as I told you yesterday, teams are running a very small percentage against the Ravens because they're so good at defending it. But if this game is mucked up and is low scoring as I think, I think the Steelers will be happy punting and three and out and hope that the dam breaks with the run game in the fourth quarter. But no matter what, Kenny's going to have to make some throws. I mean, to win this game, it's not just three and out Najee time and time again. I mean, I don't believe that. And I also think that the Steelers' pass protection will be challenged. I mean, it's a good unit. Um, They have a good pass rush collectively. They'll throw some exotic blitzes at you. They'll challenge you mentally in terms of protection schemes. So I think that's a big key as well because there's going to be – I think a lot of third and sevens, thirds and eights on both sides of the ball, to be honest with you. Um, When Baltimore has the ball, we just talked through a lot of stats, obviously. But I do think, and I mentioned KZ's usage, I think you'll see a lot of KZ as the deep middle defender and a lot of bodies near the line of scrimmage, including Minka, who I'm real excited to watch the All-22 I wonder if Minka plays a lot of man versus Andrews. I think that's a great way to defend Andrews, who is heavily targeted, as I told you, is still a really good player, but his stats are down. If I can put Minka just following him around, I think that's a really good situation for the Steelers. And frankly, you want Huntley to throw. I mean, he's not particularly good at it. You want to dare him to throw the ball down the field, even if that results in a big play or a missed tackle. I mean, you got to live with those things once in a while. But you want this guy to throw down the field because he's not good at it. Last nugget is special teams. As always, Baltimore is elite in special teams. DVOA from Football Outsiders, they are number one. They're always like in the top three. Harbaugh's whole career. It's amazing. And part of the reason, of course, is Justin Tucker. You hate to say it. I don't know if Boz was playing yet or not. I'm guessing he is, but I don't know that yet. Um, 
But in what I expect to be a very, very low-scoring game, maybe first one to 17 wins, you hate the Tucker factor from the Steelers' perspective. I mean, he's just unbelievably good, uh, the best kicker of all time, and it's not even close, and he's not slowing down even a little. So there you have it. Crammed a lot into a short little stretch here. Sorry to blow your doors off in that first segment with stat after stat. Maybe rewind a little, soak some of those in. I think there's a lot to learn about that matchup from what I laid out there. And as usual, Sunday evening, I will recap it. See you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.